0: Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellett. Stocks are rallying, consumer confidence jumping, banking shares rebounding. The S&P 500 index up 13 now to 2159, a gain of six-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up 46 points, a gain of nine-tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials up 128 points, a gain of 7 Tenths of one percent. Gold down 1320 the ounce to 1326 a drop of one percent. And crude oil, West Texas Intermediate, down three point two percent, forty-four forty-seven for barrel of WTI. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's the Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. It's time now for the ETF report. It's brought to you by Witham Smith and Brown, CPA's audit tax and advisory service helping you and your business to be in a position of strength. Experience the Witham way by visiting witham.com. Let's go to Catherine Cowdery for the ETF report.
1: When it comes to income inequality, there's someone in the financial world who's helped the 99% in a subtle way. He's Jack Bogle, the founder of the multi-trillion dollar investment firm Vanguard Group. Bloomberg intelligence analyst Eric Valchunas estimates that Vanguard has directly saved investors at least $500 billion by charging lower fees that would otherwise have gone to Wall Street investment firms. On Bloomberg TV, Bogle put that savings even higher.
2: So if you put some kind of a a return on the money that we save investors each year and look at it over 20 years or so, uh, you find a huge, a staggering number. Whether a trillion is the right number or a trillion and a half, I wouldn't know. But it's big, very big. And it's good for the investor. That's the important thing.
1: Bogle has been nominated for the 2016 Presidential Medal of Freedom. Baltunas calls his impact on the financial industry mind-blowing. In addition to launching the S&P 500 Index Fund for Retail Investors, Bogle structured Vanguard in such a way that as the company makes a profit, it goes to lower fees, benefiting its fund investors. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Catherine Cowdery.
0: You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio.
2: What's hurting the markets? Can consumers drive it fast enough to tempt the Fed into another interest rate increase? And is there a new debt bubble? We've heard some Fed officials worry aloud about that. And above all, what does this all mean for your investments? We're very happy to welcome to the show now Tom Stringfellow, Chief Investment Officer at Frost Investment Advisors with $11.1 billion of assets under management across all asset classes, including the firm's five-star rated fund, FAT based in San Antonio in New York City today. So, Tom, thanks for stopping by.
3: Appreciate it very much.
2: So tell us a little bit more about Frost Investment Advisors um, and your your five-star rated fund.
3: I will do. Uh, Frost is a a Texas-based company. Uh, Our parent is Frost Bank. Uh, Our investment advisor was uh, spun out of the uh, Wealth Advisor Group back in uh, 2008. And uh, at that point in time, we were... At about four billion, we've since grown to 11 billion. Uh, we've launched a um, a number of uh, mutual funds, some institutional, some retail class. Uh, you mentioned one of the funds that's our fixed income total return. We have both a, an institutional class and a uh, a uh, investor class.
0: Tell us a little bit about your investment strategy and the themes that you see playing out. Oh, absolutely. The um, there's a number of strategies.
3: We run tr- uh, traditional equity. We run traditional fixed income. The equity is a uh, value and growth mid cap uh, bent. On the fixed income, it's credit. It's a total return, which is an intermediate. And uh, low duration; those are our primary funds. We also have asset allocation strategies. So the clients that we have worked with over the years tend to run the, we'll call the traditional institutional, traditional high net worth clients. Uh, so, um, you know, we're very cognizant of the macro events driving the market. Um, you know, those tend to be the. <laughs> The most impactful on traditional investing, uh, uh, both on the fixed income side and the equity side. So,
2: uh, on the on the private wealth management side, uh, how has your business been affected by the big downturn in energy in you know Texas? I know Texas is more diversified than it used to be. Nevertheless, still a pretty big deal. And I would think there's a lot of a lot of people who are wealthy in Texas, yeah. or are they are they in a, in a different position than they were? And does it affect your business?
3: I would the answer is yes the uh, the impact uh, as you mentioned Texas is a lot more diversified and I can tell you the impact to our, our our base customer uh on our investment side was relatively unchanged this time around you know it speaks to the diversification of the uh, of the of the state and I'd say the diversification of our of our investment client base uh, as, you know, surprisingly, as the uh, oil prices were, you know, tanking, you know, we talked a lot about what the impact would be to the consumer ultimately, which was going to be a little bit more money in their pocket, whether they uh, used it to pay off debt or they uh, used it to uh, save, you know. Eventually that started to uh, resonate, I think. We eventually saw it actually taking place uh, with our consumers, and and, uh, consumer health uh, started improving. So the impact was definitely felt in certain parts of the state prone to energy. West Texas, South Texas are great examples, but overall for most of the state, we saw unemployment head south. But uh, you still saw
0: a fairly stable economy. A fairly stable economy. Is it too early, do you think, for people to start buying energy assets? I'll tell you, I've heard a, a, a
3: number of uh, uh, industry, we'll call them experts, uh, here recently talking about the time is still now that all uh, prices are you know, attractive uh, moving into the $50 uh, barrel range. You know, the problem with a number of the experts is I don't know anybody that's actually gotten oil prices right you know, over any period of time. When it's all said and done, oil prices are going to depend on the emotions of the market.
2: So tell me about your bond strategy right now because uh, we have one story on the Bloomberg today about this very very narrow range that treasury bonds sovereign bonds are mm-hmm. locked into and of course there's the J- bank of japan that wants mm-hmm. to steepen the yield curve there's bank of england started buying corporate bonds ecb's opened i got the door open to buying more bonds as well you've got very low yield you've got a debate over how much yields are going to rise it seems to me mm-hmm. what do you do just just stick in the shortest term bonds possible for a while
3: now, a lot of this can be answered a lot better by Advar fixed income. I'll give you the, the overview. Uh the total return fund, uh which I'll tell you a few years ago was around two hundred million, now it's pushing two billion, uh actively managed and what that means is the team can move up and down the uh duration spread by plus or minus three to the intermediate. Wow. So what that does allow them to do is manage an intermediate-like strategy with a duration of around three plus or minus today and, and a fairly attractive yield. I want to say it's, it's somewhere in the three and three-quarter percent range today. Uh, but um, it is a group that's not afraid of stepping into asset backs when it's time, treasuries when it's time. Um, but what you are seeing is a Little more defensive strategy in anticipation of that inevitable hike you know it's inevitable we've we're missing the timing at this point yeah.
0: we've recently spoken about the new s p industry group for the real estate investment trust it used to be part of financials. tell right. us about that specific industry and whether you think that big investors are going to have to own a piece of this and that could help the stocks just because you've got to own something. Yeah, I I don't
3: disagree. Uh, Given it was a major slice of the financials, given it is a new sector, I think by definition you're going to see the passives moving into it. You're going to see large institutional managers moving into it. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy at at that point in time. So I'm actually kind of positive, and I find it interesting. You know, it's uh, the real estate sector has had a nice run, i don't think for those reasons, that run is over yet,
2: so in equities, where do you see the most value where 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 your Where's your team saying you' you're looking for some good places to add sure. to your positions
3: yeah, I, I can talk sectors um, uh, assumptions are the uh, recessions aren't around the corner that um, you know yields are going or interest rates are going to stay fairly but nine, you know, hike or two over the next six months, maybe two or three over the next year. Uh we do look at we are looking at consumer discretionaries. we are looking at some of the technologies, uh, you know, the uh, uh, transportation stocks have have been interesting. Uh the energy stocks have not been an area that we've jumped into primarily because it's it's been a matter of more of a want to wait and see. To uh, uh, see if uh, fifty dollars price is a is a uh, solid number, but uh, when you start looking at what's attractive, it's still the consumer led sectors in this market. You know, and if you start looking at some of the uh, politics, uh, you know, healthcare becomes uh, either interesting or suspect. Defense becomes either interesting or suspect. We just need to let some of the
0: uh, politics play out you mentioned politics in this way i only get to give you about 10 seconds Uh, what is the the general zeitgeist coming from texas from san antonio
3: well i would say that it all the markets probably lead the way and uh, the market's reaction to the uh, the uh, debates
0: last night probably tells the story all right. I want to thank you very much. Absolutely appreciate it. Right there, well done, Tom Stringfellow, Chief Investment Officer, Frost Investment Advisors, helping to manage more than eleven billion dollars, based in San Antonio, Texas. We're going to take you through to the close on Wall Street. That's next. This is Bloomberg.